You are listening to the Phenom NFL Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network, powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. All right, welcome to the show. Um, Great weekend we had of football. Big playoff weekend coming up. A lot of playoff implications. Week 17, a lot of stuff changed. Um, NFC East, East specifically, division was clinched. What was your reaction from the weekend? Uh, I think it looks looks just about how we expected the NFC East to finish. A lot of sloppy performances. You know, the, the football team, they're going with, what, seven wins, six wins? So a lot of what we expected. Pretty disappointing performance from the from the Cowboys and Eagles. But, you know, football team's going to go, going to go take the worst division in the league. Yeah, maybe the worst division of all time. All right. So – just quickly, I would like to apologize in advance for what I'm about to say about your Philadelphia Eagles. So if my Giants had missed the playoffs after beating the Cowboys and then the Washington football team had beaten the Eagles Sunday night, I would have tipped my hat to them and wished them luck in the playoffs. But that's not what happened yep. at all. So after, after my Giants went in and played one of their best games of the season against the Cowboys, went in, played their hardest, Came out with a W. Sunday night football, Philadelphia Eagles, they're not only competitive, but they're in position to tie and win the game several times throughout the first three quarters. And then coach Doug Peterson does something which, in my opinion, is one of the most not only disheartening, but disgraceful and like just lack of integrity the game has ever seen in one of the most blatant taking jobs of the season by far. If they had been playing for, like, the number one pick and they were going to get a star, I'd understand. But to throw the game in such, like, an obvious way to move up three spots, it was frustrating as a fan and it was frustrating for the players. And you heard even the Eagles players talking about it. Like, it's, it was crushing to see the Eagles do that. And I know you're a fan of them, so what were your thoughts? Well, I think Doug Peterson had had come out and said earlier in the week that he was going to be putting Nate Sudfeld in the game. People just didn't realize it until it actually happened. Um, and what he what he claimed as his reason for putting Sudfeld in the game was that they were playing in a meaningless game. He didn't want to risk injury, and he felt like Nate Sudfeld, who's been on the Eagles for four years, he felt like Sudfeld deserved from some playing time in an NFL game, and so he wanted to go ahead and get Nate in the game. And yeah, it's a very questionable decision, especially with with Hurts being there and not being hurt, and he had already ran for two touchdowns. So the question of would the Eagles have won if Hurts had stayed in the game, it's probably true. And, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a right for there to be a lot of questions. 
you know, but at the same time in a meaningless game, I don't think it's such a bad thing for players to want to give, to give players who haven't, who haven't gotten the opportunity to play in a lot of games, give them some time. And unfortunately Sudfeld didn't play well and it's pretty embarrassing, especially for Doug Peterson. Yeah. I mean, for the, like the players and the staff, you never want to tank a game, but my problem with it wasn't just that they pulled Hertz. It's that it's the way Peterson lied to the media and lied to the fans after the game because he changed up his story like four different times. He said he wanted to get Sudfeld reps, then he said he was playing to win, then he said he was just testing out for the future, and none of what he said went together. It was pretty clear that he was trying to get them a higher draft pick. I think his job is safe for next year. I would fire him if I were the owner, but as a Giants fan, I hope he stays with you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think we hear the same thing from him after every game. I think Eagles fans are used to hearing a lot of lies from him after games. And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens if he's gone or not, or if he comes back. Yeah. I mean, you heard Joe judge like in the following, like the following days talking, just kind of ripping the Eagles saying yeah. about how you should always try to win the game. Something I agree with and every athlete agrees with. And if Peterson thinks that putting in Nate Sudfeld, who immediately came in the game and had two turnovers on back-to-back drives, if he thinks that guy is going to lead them to a victory over that kind of defense from the football team, maybe his job should be in jeopardy. Yeah, especially after the Eagles, the offensive struggles they've had this season, they really haven't been able to, to score a lot of points. And so I think as far as, just as far as play calling and everything, Doug Peterson, his, his job is definitely in jeopardy. Yeah. I mean, it was very, it was sad to see the NFL is launching an investigation about whether or not they threw the game. It certainly seems like they did. It was, it was hard to watch. You heard everybody was talking about just how terrible it was for the league. Yep. All right. Anyway, other big games from the weekend, a team that moved up in the draft order, not the draft order, a team that moved up in the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills, they absolutely routed the Dolphins this week. After, the, after they announced that Tua would be the starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick was out with COVID. So should the Dolphins like, consider drafting a quarterback this year? They've got the number three pick from Houston. I think the answer to that would have to be no. Tua is one of the most talented quarterbacks to come out of college in recent years, despite coming off an injury. It took him third overall. It's really tough to give up on a player after just a few games, especially one that you invested so much draft capital into. And he's shown, he's shown some promises. He hasn't looked good this season, but he's had some flashes of being a franchise quarterback. And you drafted him too high and you invested too much in the two to, to give up on him after only a few games. So, no, I don't think they should draft another quarterback. I agree with you. They should stick with Tua. He's 7-3 and three as a starter. They need to let him develop a little bit. They kind of threw him into the fire in the bye week against the Rams. He got hit a lot. And um, I think they should consider drafting someone like Panay Sewell to protect him or Jamar Chase to get him some help on the outside. I agree. They have the Texans pick, who I believe they're going to get the third overall pick from the Texans. So, yep, definitely looking at Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase. A lot of talent around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he spent last offseason rehabbing his hip injury from Alabama. Maybe he could spend some time practicing, training with the team this offseason, and I only expect him to get better from here. So the Tennessee Titans had a bit of a thriller last week with the Texans, who we were just talking about lost their first-round pick. Deshaun Watson's in a terrible situation. He's kind of stuck. What was your reaction from the game? Yeah, I definitely, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. He currently, he leads the league in passing yards right now, but his team just looks atrocious. 
bad defense, bad weapons on offense. Looks like poor coaching from from their interim head coach, and he's just not in a good situation at all. Yeah, I mean, there were like little sound bites after the game. J.J. Watt coming up to him saying, sorry, we wasted one of your years, and that's exactly right. They did the same thing for J.J. Watt at the beginning of his career. Same thing we saw the Cardinals do for Larry Fitz. We'll get into more of that later. And Deshaun Watson's just in a bad situation. After signing such a big contract for four years, it's really tough on him. Yeah. All right. So um, Deshaun Watson is one of the more valuable quarterbacks to his team, but the MVP for the whole league has been widely debated. So what's your pick for the MVP this year? Right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Aaron Rodgers. I think he's been the best quarterback in the league so far. 4,300 yards. He has 48 touchdowns to only five interceptions. It's one of the best touchdown interception ratios of his, of his great career. And right now, you would have to take Rodgers as the MVP, I think. Wow. So the two of us had had Patrick Mahomes every week so far. And yeah. now you've got Rodgers. I'm taking Derrick Henry. I think if you're Derrick Henry. I am. I think if you're talking about a running back winning winning the award, there's not much more you can do than what Derrick Henry did. He rushed for 2000 yards. He was like 73 yards away from breaking the all-time record. So, if if a running back can't win the award after what Derrick Henry did lifting his team to 11 and 5, 12 and 4, then it's just it's going to become best quarterback of the year award, and that's not something I want to see. So, I think it's going to be Rodgers, but I would vote for Derrick Henry. And what about Offensive Player of the Year? Who, who are you picking for that one? I'm taking Derrick Henry for Offensive Player of the Year. Rushed over 2,000 yards. He's averaging over five yards a carry. I don't think there's any question. I'm taking yep. Derrick Henry. I 100% agree with you. Everything I said for him for MVP. He had 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. Only him and Terrell Davis have done that, and Davis won MVP. Correct. As for Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take TJ Watt. I think he's been he's been the best. Uh, I think he's been the best defensive player in the, of the year. He has 15 sacks, 26 tackles for loss. He also has an interception, and seven passes defended from his linebacker spot. So not only has he rushed the passer, but he also has an interception. And I think he's been the best player on one of the best defenses this year. Yeah, T.J. Watt has been certainly somebody who's changed the way the game has been played so far. But I'm going to lean towards Xavier Howard. He had 10 interceptions, first time someone's done that since uh, Antonio Cromartie in 2007. He had a great season and uh, in one of the like, highest scoring offensive seasons of all time by the entire league. So I'm going to roll with him. As for more people who change the game, rookies come in every year in the draft. Who's your pick for offensive rookie of the year? I think I'm going to have to take Justin Jefferson. He just set the all-time record for most receiving yards by a rookie. I don't think it's close. Uh, Justin Herbert is definitely in that conversation because of how well he's played. But Justin Jefferson has been on, on a different level this season from other rookie receivers. All right. I'm picking the other Justin, Justin Herbert. He has played, like, arguably a top 10 quarterback in the league this year. 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, most all-time by a quarterback. He's got three game-winning drives already. And I think if you compare him right up against Justin Jefferson, I mean, both yeah. of them had historic rookie seasons. Yeah, definitely an argument for either one. Both have been much better than they, they were expected to be when they drafted. All right, yeah, I anticipate a similar answer for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Who are you picking? I'm going to take Chase Young on the football team. I think he was drafted second overall for a reason. He's been incredibly talented. 
Uh, he's gotten after the quarterback on a pretty, on a pretty, on a pretty good, good Washington defense this year. And I think he's the best player in the draft defensively. Yeah, not only do I think he's a defensive rookie of the year or the best player from the draft, I think he's the best player on the Washington football team. I agree. He came in there, made the Pro Bowl as a rookie, seven and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. He just changed the culture and the defense in that organization. More players from the Washington football team for comeback player of the year. I'm taking Alex Smith. Who are you taking? I'm taking Alex Smith, and I don't think there's anyone who could who could touch Alex Smith's story for comeback player of the year. Almost died. He had a he had an infection in his leg. He got blood. He got a blood infection. Comes back. Not only does he come back and play another game, but he takes the football team to the playoffs. And I would I would 100% take Alex Smith for comeback player of the year. How crazy is his story, right? I mean, he was told he was probably going to die. Definitely wouldn't uh, walk again. I feel like the moment he stepped out onto the football field, he won that award. 100%. Yeah, I remember him coming back during that Rams game, and it was pretty it was pretty incredible to see him walk out onto the field and play NFL football after what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, as, uh, as NFC East fans, I'm cheering for him in the playoffs, but I'm also uh, cheering against him. Yeah. All right, coach of the year, who are you going with? This is a close one. I'm going to take Sean McDermott here. I think he's been one of the best coaches in the league quietly over the past couple of years. You know, he's young, and then he, he comes in with the Bills, and he, he's really developed Josh Allen. He turned Josh Allen from, a, you know, from a pretty, a pretty high project uh, draft player, and he's turned him into one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he's had a good defense every year. He has a well-coached football team, and I'm taking Sean McDermott from the Bills. Yeah, that is a great pick, and I would agree with you, but I'm going to roll with Kevin Stefanski from the Cleveland Browns. They were 6-10 and 10 last year with the same roster, and he came in there, changed the culture, changed the organization. Now they're 11-5, and five, and they got a big playoff game this weekend. So moving on with the playoff games this weekend, big, big wild card games this Saturday and Sunday. I'm excited for it. We got six wildcard games, most in NFL history, with expanding the spots. So who are you picking in the Colts versus Bills game? Uh, I'm going to take the Bills in a blowout win here. I think the Colts have been a good team, but I think the Bills are better offensively. I think they have just as good as the defense. I think Josh Allen is just going to score too many points, and I think this is going to be a blowout win for the Bills in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills 34-17. to 17. You look at what Josh Allen has been able to accomplish this season. He has entered the MVP conversation to – close the year he's just been playing out of his mind so four o'clock slate on Saturday the Rams take on the Seahawks who are you taking in that game I'm gonna have to take the Seahawks uh Russell Wilson I trust a lot more in the playoffs than I trust Jared Goff I think Pete Carroll knows how to have his team ready uh, and I'm gonna take the Seahawks close game pretty low scoring maybe 20 to 14 I think Russ pulls it out the defense comes up with a pretty big stop and, and Pete Carroll gets his playoff win all right. Interesting. Interesting. I think it depends on the health of Jared Goff because he's got broken finger. He just had surgery last week. I think if he plays and he's healthy, I'm going to take the Rams 21 to 17. But if he doesn't, I'll go with the Seahawks 27, 13. I just think the Rams have a suffocating defense. And honestly, Russ hasn't been as reliable in the playoffs as a lot of people think he's three and five since Super Bowl 49 and has had a few shaky moments. Yeah, and a lot of the Seahawks' success in the playoffs is going to come down to how well Russ is going to be able to play. So it'll be interesting to see him against the Rams' defense this weekend. Yeah, I agree. After they split in the regular season 1-1. 
So Saturday night, we were just talking about the Washington football team. They're going to be at home against uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are you picking in that one? I'm going to take the Buccaneers and a blowout win here. I think they win this game 35-7. to I think Tom Brady has just been playing at too high of a level recently. He's the most experienced playoffs quarterback ever. Uh, I think the football team, they've had a good story, but the Buccaneers are just playing too explosive right now. And I think, I think the Buccaneers are going to win in a blowout. Yep, 100% agree with you. 41-17 Tampa Bay. You heard at the end of the Washington-Philadelphia game, Chase Young running off the field. He's yelling, I want Tom. I mean, I feel like Tom Brady's going to be a little like Michael Jordan this yep. like this upcoming game. He's going to take that personally. He's going to go off. He's 30-11 and 11 in the playoffs. And I think he's just going to do his absolute best to stick it to Belichick. Definitely. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. We got the Ravens and the Titans. This, in my opinion, is probably going to be the best game of the weekend. Who do you think is going to win? This is, you know, this is a rematch of what happened last year to the Ravens. They were, they were heavy favorites over the Titans, and the Titans come in and pull off an upset. I think I'm going to have to take Baltimore this time in a really close game. 27-21, to 21, I'm taking the Ravens. I think Lamar finally gets his playoff win. I think John Harbaugh is going to have his team ready to play. And the Titans are going to, they're going to put up a good fight. But once they start losing, it starts to take Derrick Henry out of the game a little bit. And I think, I think Lamar is going to pull it out. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans, but it's not the Ravens aren't going to lose because of Lamar again. Like you were saying, he's a different player this year. They're going to be more ready for the game. But I just feel like whoever's going to take the lead at the beginning, they've both got such good run offenses that it's just going to be whoever can get like the early lead can dominate the clock, force the other team to throw it, not either team's strength. So I got Titans 34-28. All right, Bears versus Saints, 4 o'clock on Sunday. Who do you think is going to win that one? I'm taking the Saints. I think this is going to be another blowout. I think the Bears, they're in the playoffs, but I don't think the Bears have been a particularly good team this season. I think Drew Brees has a lot of playoff experience. He hasn't been particularly lucky in the playoffs, but I think the Saints are just too good of a team, especially at home. I'm going to take them 34-10. to 10. Yeah, not much to say about this one. The Saints have been one of the best teams in the league, and the Bears – Barely made the playoffs, no pun intended. But I'm going to take the Saints 30-14. to 14. And capping off that Sunday slate, Browns versus Steelers, 8 o'clock. That's going to be another exciting one. Who are you picking? I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, we saw them last week. The Steelers weren't playing Ben Roethlisberger. You know, they're sitting their starters, getting ready for the playoffs. I think Mike Tomlin, he's a very experienced coach. He's been in the playoffs before, so has Big Ben, and I think they're going to they're gonna come ready. And it's going to be hard for Baker Mayfield to produce in the playoffs against a, a very good Pittsburgh defense. And I'm taking the Steelers 20 to 10. So if you would, if you would ask me this morning, I would have said the Browns were going to win this game, but throughout the day, the Browns lost their offensive lineman, Joel Batonio to COVID. They lost their head coach, Kevin Stefanski to COVID, who I just said would win coach of the year. So I feel like once you lose all of those players that are so important to the team and coaches, I'm going to go with the Steelers 27-21, and they pull out the win. All right. So this weekend was great. We missed a lot of players, and we're going to be missing more of them these upcoming seasons. A bunch of key retirements. Larry Fitzgerald, one of the greatest and nicest players the league has seen. Where do you think he ranks as a receiver all time? I would put him at third behind, behind Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. 
I think he's had such a such a long and, and good career, but wasted on a team that really hasn't had much success in the postseason. Uh, Jerry Rice, obviously the greatest of all time, holds every record for for receivers. And the number two, Randy Moss, again, second best receiver of all time. But I would definitely put put Fitz inside the top three. Yeah, I like Fitz also really high in the list, but I feel like third's a little too far up for him. I'm going to put him at fifth. So I've got him behind Jerry and Randy also, but I think Terrell Owens and Calvin Johnson also sneak ahead a little bit. But it's just what a career Larry Fitzgerald had, right? I mean, yeah. he finished he finished with more career tackles than he did drops. Yeah, Fitzgerald has been a machine. He's been one of the most consistent players for the Cardinals ever. He's he's been a good player. Yeah, the more it's just he's been his career was kind of wasted in Arizona. They could never surround him with good enough quarterback play. Carson Palmer was his quarterback when he went almost to the Super Bowl in 2015. It was just, it was sad. Yeah, so um, he's going to be first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm sure, five years from now. I'm excited for him. I'm excited to hear his speech. Frank Gore, also, he's all of a sudden open to playing yet another season. It feels like he's been in the league forever. Where does he rank? Frank Gore is a tough one because he's he's so high on on the rushing yards list just because he played for so long. I think I'm going to have him – I don't want to put him so high just because he's never had, you know, these elite seasons that we've seen other running backs have. I'm going to put him at 14. I just think there's running backs that have just – that have played not as long as him but have just had better seasons and, and better overall performances. But definitely he's played for so long and he's been durable and he's been, he's been really solid. So I'm going to put him inside the top 15. Yeah, I've got him either towards the back end of the top 10 or like the early teens. He's just had such a long, consistent career, most 1,000-yard yep. rushing seasons. But he can never really – he never won a ring. He was bouncing around at the end of his career. Him and Larry Fitz together could never really win a Super Bowl despite getting so close. Same story with Adrian Peterson. He never won a ring either, but he had a great, great career. Where does he rank? Adrian Peterson, I'm going to have to put him inside the top seven or six. Uh, he's one of the only 2,000-yard rushers ever in NFL history. He won MVP of the league. Uh, and so I think he's had, he's had enough, enough crazy, crazy good seasons, and he's had a, a consistent enough career that I would put him inside the top seven. I'd put him a little behind Barry Sanders and Walter Payton and Emmitt Smith, but definitely in that conversation. Yeah, I mean – Adrian Peterson had a great career, a few off the field issues, but on the field, he had one of the highest peaks we've ever seen in 2012 when he took Christian Ponder was his quarterback, took him all the way to the playoffs. That's going to be a season he's going to be remembered for. He was a little less consistent than Frank Gore, so I'm going to rank him a little above. I'm actually, I'm going to put him a little above Frank Gore inside the top 10 because he hadn't, he won the MVP. He got pretty close to a Super Bowl as well, but he never won it. So all these all-time greats, never going to win the Super Bowl. You know, him, Stafford, he could be one of them. Julio Jones, it's disappointing. Yep. All right, somebody who is on the brink of retirement, depends on how these playoffs go, Phillip Rivers. He had another great career. Where does he rank as a quarterback? Say I'd definitely put him in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, it's hard to compare him to other, to other legendary quarterbacks. You know, definitely behind Tom Brady and Joe Montana and, and all these guys who have had legendary careers. But I'd put him inside the top 15. He's been consistent his whole career. He doesn't really get hurt. 
Uh, for the most part, he, he hasn't had any bad seasons until recently on the Chargers. So I'd put him around 15. 15, okay. I've got him around like the 20s because if you're ranking all-time quarterbacks, you got to like win a Super Bowl or two. He doesn't have that, doesn't have an MVP. But his stats were great, super consistent, turned into a bit of a turnover machine to uh, end the season, though. Yeah. I wish him luck in the playoffs. Yeah, it's exciting to see him to see him in the playoffs on a different team. Yeah, Indianapolis Colts, we just talked about him. Neither of us think he's got much of a chance against the Bills. All right, so there have been a lot of talks about Drew Brees possibly retiring. So obviously it's going to depend what he does this season because the Saints do have a good chance. But let's say they win a playoff game or two. What do you think it would do for Drew Brees' legacy? Well, I think he already has on paper one of the best quarterback careers ever. Now led the league in – or all-time leaders and in, in touchdown passes and yards. Uh, but, you know, people have, people have knocked him recently because of his lack of playoff success since the Super Bowl win. He's gotten knocked out in the first round two years in a row. He's taken a few tough losses to the Vikings. And then people started to question his, his arm strength and, his, and recently just his ability to, to, to play quarterback at a high level. And so right now, definitely with all the questions, I think if he wins a few playoff games, he definitely – kind of cements himself as, as still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And, and with maybe even a Super Bowl run, he would he would put himself in the conversation for the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he's had a great career. And as of right now, I would have him at eighth behind a bunch of all-time greats, which is amazing to be the eighth best quarterback to ever play football. But he had three losing seasons in the middle of his prime, never won an MVP, 500 playoff record. He was eight and eight. So it's hard to put them all the way up there, but yeah. he's had a great career. Hopefully we see him again next season. All right. So yesterday was Black Monday. A lot of head coaches got fired. The Jets, Jaguars, Chargers, Texans, Falcons, and Lions are all available for head coaching spots. If you were in the NFL, who would you want to go coach? Well, right now, you know, the Jets, the Jets are a very interesting one. They're going to get – it's, it's going to be interesting to see how their rebuild plays out. They're going to have the second pick in the draft. Do they, do they get Justin Fields or, or uh, Mac Jones or any of the quarterbacks available, or do they stick with Darnold? You know, they have some young talent, but it's, I think that's the most interesting one to watch play out with a new coach. Yeah, I think going to the Jets gives you probably, like, the most freedom other than maybe the Jaguars. But yeah. I'm going to say the Chargers because I think – they have the best quarterback out of any of the teams. Herbert could be better than anyone in the draft. And they've already got a bunch of weapons around him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. And they've got $31 million in cap space. So you're looking at a 7-9 and nine team with, not, with like seven one-possession losses. So that could easily be 10-6, and 11-5. If I'm a head coach, that's where I'm trying to go. So anything else you want to say from the uh, big – Week 17 and wild card weekend coming up? Uh, not really. I think it's, it's exciting for playoff football to be back, and definitely some of these games are going to be very fun to watch. A lot of big-name players to watch this upcoming Sunday, and definitely, definitely a good slate of football games. Yep. It's going to be a very exciting weekend, most playoff games in any week ever, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see. And okay. I guess go Giants. You know, it's been a rough season, but I'm excited for next year. What are your thoughts for the Eagles for next season? 
So they're going to get the sixth overall pick. And, and I'm looking at Jamar Chase, one of the best wide receiver prospects in recent years coming out of LSU, or Devonta Smith out of Alabama. So and definitely definitely the big thing to watch is going to be their quarterback situation. Are they going to be able to bring Wentz back? Is it going to be Hurts for their future? Will they trade either of them or any of them? You know, it'll be exciting. Hopefully they get some talent to put around whichever quarterback they do decide to go with. Hopefully they get a new defensive coordinator oh, to replace right. Jim Schwartz, who who walked away from football after this season. Maybe a oh. new head coach. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are a very interesting situation at six. Should have been at nine. Then my Giants could have been in the playoffs. But is what it is, is what it is. Good luck to the uh, the playoff teams. And yep. that's our show. <laughs>